We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What I think of the foul? Yeah, do you think it was? Uh, I mean, at this point, it's irrelevant. Um, I thought it was a little unnecessary. You know, usually when you... Um, I understand, like, playoff basketball. And, um, you know, you, you don't give up on plays, and I respect that. You know, I'm somebody who plays hard. I respect that. But, you know, <coughs> typically when you make those kind of plays, you run across their body, not through them. Um, so... Uh, but it's fine, it's irrelevant, you know. We get to go back to the garden and we'll see them there. Yeah, you're okay now? Yeah, I'm fine, I'll be fine. Tim said that you, you would ask to stay in the game at that point, Uh, Yeah, I mean, at that point, um, you know, just trying to get my legs under me, uh, you know, get a little rhythm, but, um, you know, I'll be fine. Appreciate all the generous contributions, by the way. Robert Cross. Didn't match the Cavs' intensity. Offense is too slow in our actions. I agree with that. I agree with it that we didn't match the Cavs' intensity. The officiating was trashed in the first half. On to the next one. Hashtag 53 wins. Yeah, the not matching the Cavs' intensity, like... I do want to push back on that a little bit, only from this perspective. Like, the Cavs were the... The Cavs were the seventh best offense in the league, which means they were, again, you could say this about the Knicks, you could say this about the Cavs, you could say this about a half dozen other teams in the league this year, that prior to this season, they would have been like either the greatest or like second greatest offense of all time. The Cavs threw um, 12, doing some, this is exceptional podcasting, through uh Eight seventeen and a half minutes of game time tonight had 30 points. Midway through the second quarter, Darius Garland made a three to make it 33-24 with 721 remaining in the second quarter. Before that, they had 30 points through um, four and a half minutes of the second quarter. I thought the Knicks defense came out and especially Mitchell Robinson on defense was outstanding. I didn't think I thought, you know, that was there were there a, was there a breakdown or two? Sure. Um, but again, Cleveland made the adjustment, put another offensive player in, take out Isaac Okoro. That offensive player like hit some shots like Darius Garland was really freaking good. He was like the shots he was hitting were tough shots. So I don't know if I. I don't know if I fully agree with the the fact that like they didn't match the Cavs intensity. Now, you know, you want to tell me 
they weren't being as physical on defense as the Cavs were on defense. I, again, they limited Cleveland to 30 points through the first like almost 15 or excuse me, 18 minutes of the game nearly. And then the Cavs started to exert their will. I, I don't know. I, that's not to me. It's more about what the Knicks were doing on, on the offensive end. And I, is that an intensity issue? I think that's more about the second thing that you said, that the offense was too slow in our action. We just weren't being smart. We weren't executing and we weren't any shots. Thanks, Robert. Uh, JBRI. Never imagine RJ would struggle and still have to be out there because he's Tibbs' option, but this result is what that looks like. Need quickly, desperately, still 1-1, baby. Let's go, Knicks. Um, yeah, no one's been good. No one's been good. Tibbs is trying to find answers. Tibbs is trying to find someone who looks like they deserve to be out there on the offensive end of the floor. And it speaks to something that we've talked about a lot this year. And Benji kind of alluded to it already in the pre- in the preamble. It's one thing this team doesn't do. They don't make quick decisions. The Very rarely does the ball fly around and, against, and especially against a really good defense. That's the other part of it. It's like we were talking a lot in the first half and like Jeremy was getting on me. He's like, how could you not be shocked by what's happening now when the Knicks had whatever the hell they had, like, you know, 35 points at the half. And I think the reason I wasn't shocked is because for as great as the Knicks offense was this year, and it was great. I think when you combine the fact that they do have some troubling tendencies, which is that they don't make quick decisions. They don't like the ball rarely like pings around and, you know, it's it's not a beautiful offense. It's a very workmanlike offense. When you combine that with the fact that they're not a good shooting team, <laughs> you know, bottom half of the league in effective field goal percentage. I think they finished the, the year 20th in effective field goal percentage. That was a storyline coming into the year. So when you combine those two things with the fact that you're playing the best defense in the freaking league, you get what we got tonight. And quite frankly, what we got in in game one and what we've seen a lot against the Cavs this year, like this team hasn't scored a lot on the Cavs this year. They've won games against the Cavs, but they haven't scored a ton. You know, Cleveland's Cleveland's defense is real good. They're real good. With the exception of the Jalen Brunson game. Frank with another one. Randall almost got hurt. This is a sucker move by Tibbs. My God, what is wrong with this coach, Mac? There's no excuse for this. This will have the Tibbs detractors out in full force. Insane coaching. Yeah. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Dom the dentist. Not only did Tibbs have a horribly coached game to have the starters in this long is beyond saving in a beyond saving game in a tied series is beyond reproach. Look, again, this coach is someone that people are would love no, certain segments love nothing more than to have a reason to jump on him. He gave them every give given them slash you every reason to jump on him. As far as like Tibbs coaching a bad game, I don't know about that. Um, the Cavs adjusted. They smacked New York in the mouth. New York hung close for a while. And then at the very end of the second quarter, kind of let go of the rope. When the offense was just like they just started throwing the ball, kicking the ball around the floor. I don't know if that's on Tibbs. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, play better. The, the Randall Brunson in the game at the end. That's inexcusable. <laughs> Dom the dentist, by the way, fire Tibbs. Yeah, listen, that's New York, baby. You're toast to the town one night and you're you're out of a job two nights later. 
Uh, Hushzu. Tibbs better be praying the Lord above that Randall didn't get hurt there. What an irresponsibly selfish act he did by keeping the starters in disgusting. So this is where, for me, the verbiage just gets a little bit much. Um, Tibbs has a belief system that is incorrect in some instances, and this was one of those instances. To say it's selfish and disgusting is like, it came back to bite him. He believes every minute is a minute that something could be learned. It is a risk. The risk came back to bite him. But let's not act like, you know, I, I don't know what we're, what, what we're acting like. It's, you know, it's a, it's a bad move. Uh, Jasso focused. What's up, John? Well, that was an ass kicking. We already knew that this team couldn't sustain two straight games of low level contributions from RJ quickly and Grimes. No shooting equals no chance at winning. Um, yeah, they like Benji said it at the top, but they're not going to win this series if IQ doesn't play well. Um, they need their top two guys to play well, or at least like one of those guys to play like at par and then the other guy to have like be better than par. And then they need one other role player to step up in a big way. And that's what happened in game one. Jalen Brunson was like above board. Julius Randall was like maybe like at the level, but he was good when he needed to be in the first half. And Josh Hart was incredible and they won the game because of it. And it was just enough. Uh, tonight, none of those things happen. They need to happen. They need to be better. Uh, Hush Zoo with another one. Grimes and Quickly have combined for like 15 field goal attempts for games one and two. Someone needs to tell them to shoot more. Brunson and Randall can't do everything. Well, there's two sides of that coin. Brunson, who, I mean, I, I don't think I've been more effusive in my praise, in praise of anyone this year. More than Brunson. Uh, he's been incredible. I mean, mo- I, most important free agent signing in Knicks history. Uh, like the guy that gives me faith in this year and years moving forward. He was bad tonight. And he was bad not only because he missed shots, he was bad because he was a bit of a ball hog. So, but at the same time, uh, what was it? Grimes. So Grimes and quickly took uh, nine shots in game one and like, you know, take it with a grain of salt, 10 shots in game two. So 19, but really a bunch of those from quickly were like late in the game. So yeah, you're, you're about right during the relevant portions of the games, about 15 combined. It's not enough, but you you, you also got to make shots. Got to make shots. Got to be better. Will Oliver humbling. We got ourselves a series, Nixon seven. I that'll give me the opportunity to just say there was a lot of there was a lot of very big to to borrow a name of a, a popular Twitter account, big Nick energy um, after game one. There's a reason why I got on here and Andrew Claudio yelled at me. Um, he could yell at me again if he wants. But there's a reason I was when I was like, get one of the next three to be at worst, get one of the next three and be two, two after four. There's a reason I said that. And it's because I have so much freaking respect for this Cavs team. 
I have respect for them too. To in the following moments of what you called one of the biggest wins since 99 to be like, I just hope we win one of the next three. I didn't think match the energy, the spirit. I understand B2-2 after four games. I get it. Is it, is it my job to match the energy or is it my job to be the, the level headed one? You You tell me the level headed one. You be the level headed one. I'll throw the party. All right. And I'm going to say right now, I'll double down. Get one of the next two. Oh, split. I'll I'll sign up for a split now. Take both, but no, the, the Cavs are good. You know, the, the, it's a good reminder. That's to Will's comment. This was humbling. They are a yeah. good team. You get one of the next two, and then you get one of the next two after that. Um, don't really care which one it is. Get it to a game. This was get it to a game seven. This was always going to be a seven. I hope this will be a seven game series. That's all I'll say. Win game three. Let's start there. I would love nothing more. Thanks, Will. Uh, Hushzu. Also, RJ's value must have tanked so hard by now. I don't know if any team wants him despite his age. Uh, might have to give up picks to get rid of him. Look, the second this season is over, well, you're not going to have to give up picks to get rid of him because he's matching salary. And that is going to be RJ's name after the season's over. And you know what? You know what I want? Nothing more. I know people watch the show and some of the people that watch the show know people who know people who know people. I would love nothing more than for someone watching the show right now who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows RJ Barrett to be like, hey, this guy doing this post game, he just called you matching salary. That's how little faith he has in A, your ability to positively impact this series and B, the possibility that you're going to be around on this team after the summer. I hope someone shows that to him and I hope he makes me eat those words and look like the biggest fucking fool on the face of the earth. I would love nothing more than that. Please, RJ, make me look like an idiot. You showed me some signs in the second half tonight. You had a couple moments there. You had a few moments. Not going to be enough. Not going to be enough. Sam Garcia, embarrassing performance. No disagreement. Thank you. Will Oliver, maybe the Allen foul wakes something up in uh, within us. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I don't. Again, this kind of relates to the to the Roberts comment about like that we didn't match their intensity. I, I, the Knicks came out with the with the proper intensity, and they again they came out they were good in the first several minutes. I, the first comment I had, first thing I wrote down tonight was all the themes early. Which was my way of saying, like, all the things that we talked about going into the series and after game one, where it's like, this is how the Knicks win the chess match. Like, this is how the Knicks want the chess match to go. And this is how they win the chess match. It was all like we were seeing it all. And it was all going the Knicks way through the first however many minutes, three, four, five minutes. And then Okoro got taken out. And then things started to turn, you know? And, um, I don't know that our intensity decreased, but like, do I think the Knicks have another level to reach? Yes. Do I think that foul maybe helps them get there? Yeah, maybe it does. I sure hope so. Because right now I'm I'm worried. Uh, Frank Miranda, Mac, I hope you are raining holy hell on this coach. You cannot defend Randall almost getting injured. I'm not defending it. Even Reggie Miller is screaming it on the body. It was indefensible. 
There's no, there's no defending. There's no defending it. Jasso focused. If I hear anyone blame this loss on RJ, I might lose it. One, Grimes has to be more willing to shoot it. Two, quickly needs to figure something out. Um, I, w- I that's one of those things where I do want to go back and I want to rewatch and I want to see how much of it was Grimes. Like to me, I felt like when Grimes got the ball. Like, I, I don't know that there were a ton of moments that I, I again, in the moment, you got to go back and watch Q tips, right? You got to watch the tape. Um, I would have to go back and rewatch, but I didn't feel like there were a ton of moments where I was like, Grimes has to shoot that, you know? And I certainly don't, I didn't say it out loud. Maybe there was a moment I was thinking it and I'm forgetting it, but I didn't feel like there was a lot of that. I just didn't feel like they got him the ball for all the reasons that Benji talked about early. Quickly is the one, I mean, quickly it needs to be better. I didn't even, you know, I said his final line, four of eight for 12 points. Um, he had five or no, he had three turnovers. He had only one turnover tonight, actually. So that actually wasn't that bad. No one had more than two turnovers other than Randall. And uh, as far as blaming this loss on RJ, no, 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 no one person gets gets blamed for this loss. Okay. This is per Ian Begley. Julius Randall said his back is fine. He said he asked to stay in the game late in the fourth quarter to get his legs in rhythm after missing two weeks due to an ankle injury. Um, all right. I'm not going to take the bait. Uh, even if your player asks you to stay in the game late because he's trying to get his rhythm back and whatnot. First of all, I don't know if that's true. He may very well be just saying that to defend his coach uh, because he knows he knows how the conversation. Julius may be emotional. He's he's a smart man. You know, he knew how this was going to go. Um, so I don't know if that's true. Second of all, even if it is true. Uh, that's on Tibbs to. Take him out still be like, I, I appreciate that. I understand that one or two minutes more of game time is not going to make the difference between you getting your conditioning back and you not getting your conditioning back. And by the way, by the way, if we're going to really examine this Zapruder film style, so Julius left the game after that foul um, at 2.22 Jalen Brunson was still in the game. Jalen Brunson also left at 222. So that may be Julius's reason for wanting to be in the game. Why was Jalen Brunson in the game? I'm going to call bullshit. That's me. Mr. Tibbet. My, my last name might as well be Thibodeau. I'm calling bullshit. Uh, Jesse M ironic that Randall almost got hurt in a blood the same day the athletics player survey comes out that Tibbs is the <laughs> so uh, words matter the number one worst coach to play for by players the poll was which coach would you least want to play for and of course I would expect the players in the NBA to say that Tom Thibodeau is the worst, the coach that they don't want to play for because Tom Thibodeau has a well-earned reputation of a guy who is not easy to play for. And there's a lot of players in the NBA who don't necessarily want to have their lives made really hard. Um, 
You know, they are NBA players. It's really nice to be an NBA player. Get a lot of perks to that job. Having somebody be a pain in the ass and like requiring X, Y, and Z during practice and just like being just, a again, a general pain in the ass, that's not fun. And to those players, I will go back and I will quote the one and only Taj Gibson. And is of my my one my lone year covering that team in the locker room. It is the one thing I will remember until the day I die. And is the day the reports of Tom Thibodeau potentially being a candidate for the Knicks job first emerged. And Taj, being the pro that he is, made sure to start. I asked him about. So, what do you think about Tibbs? Started saying, Mike Miller, great coach, doing a wonderful job. And then he paused. He said, "That being said." If you want to win basketball games, Tom Thibodeau is your man. And that has proven itself out over the course of three years here. One game in which Tibbs, again, leaned into who he is, is not going to make me divert from that opinion. And the fact that there are players out there who don't want to play for him is unsurprising. And quite frankly, I don't really care. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurants 
restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. on first to 100 again tonight despite the blowout. This series is going to be a 12-round fight. Can't dance around it. The real question I have is who steps up other than Brunson and Randall in Game 3. Well, we could start with Brunson and Randall stepping up in Game 3. Um, that would be good. I think at least one of them will. I think probably both of them will have good games, maybe not great games. I think both of them will have good games. Um, I don't know who steps up. I, I just... Part of the reason I was down on RJ coming into the series and I was higher on quickly and grimes is because the the just the, it's the numbers the numbers say that rj is very bad from behind the arc and he's very bad from outside of the restricted area and he's okay in the restricted area and he it 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 goes from okay to good in the restricted area one because he gets there so often and two because he draws fouls now to his credit he drew a bunch of fouls tonight I don't want to dismiss that out of hand. <sighs> there were also a lot of possessions where he took some shots that were not great shots and other shots that were like, okay, shots that just missed, you know, again, just like we said, two of 12 is two of 12, four of 13 is four of 13. The free throw, the free throws that he got tonight minimized that a little bit. Um, I would still bet on, quickly or Grimes being energized by the home crowd and them being one of those two being the guys that step up. And again, for Grimes, I think it's a matter of just committing to getting him the ball. The man has taken six shots in two games. And I don't think that's because he's been hesitant or afraid. I think that is a function of the offense, which in and of itself is a function of the Caps defense because they they're smart. They know how the Knicks hurt teams. And those Grimes threes are big. Um, and as far as quickly, again, quickly, part of it's just making some shots. Part of it's just being better. Thanks, Juno. Kevin Danishevsky, going to be in the significant minority here, but I like Tibbs leaving in the starters. Probably did it too long, but IQ and others need to see the ball go in, get game three. Kev, I, I was with you up until... Cleveland took their starters out. When Cleveland takes their starters out, it's like, all right, so the ball goes in against a bunch of guys that are not going to be in the game when the games start to matter. So, like, uh, again, I'll push back on that. I, I you know, I'm, I'm trying to toe the line here. Like, I want to honor the fact that Tibbs made a reprehe reprehensible decision tonight that could have really cost the Knicks. I'm not giving a, pa a pass for it. I think it was the wrong decision. And I think it is exemplary of some of the stuff that drive people justifiably crazy about this coach at the same time. Like, you know, again, you know, people just don't like this guy and 
tonight gives people an excuse to maybe go a little bit too far. Uh, Anthony Sixto, when you ref like that, it empowers a guy to recklessly throw his body under Randall on a block attempt, even though he's a seven, he's seven foot tall and late on the play in a garbage time of a blowout hashtag Bush League. Yeah, completely agree. It was a Bush League play. It was a Bush League play. And I, um, I don't think the Knicks are going to forget that. I don't. I don't think they're going to forget that at all. I hopefully, I hope they could channel that energy in a positive way. I'll say that. Jacob Slavitt, tough loss. Need to be better for Friday. What the fuck happened to our role, guys? IQ has vanished. Can we be honest and say RJ has been a big disappointment? I mean, are you talking about as a player or are you talking about in this series? Um, I mean, in this series, he's done what I expected him to do. Uh, which speaks to the fact that, yeah, he probably has been a disappointment since he's been drafted. Uh, but again, I'm in the minority there. I, I just, I don't, I think he's done some nice things in the NBA. Um, I think he's going to have some important winning moments in the NBA. I think he's going to be a part of winning teams in the NBA. Um, through four years, though, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm a little underwhelmed. Sam Garcia's dad. Well, that sucked. <laughs> Knicks in five. I hope uh, the Knicks won the series in five. I'd be I'd be shocked. Um, Emil Bumansor. I don't think we should overreact. Okay, I'm here for it. Let's see. Why are we not overreacting? I very much don't want to overreact. We didn't match their intensity again. I I, eh, I don't know about that. It doesn't reflect the actual level of the team going home for game three. Um, I what we have seen through two games does not reflect how the Knicks have played this season. Not even remotely. What is what is concerning to me is that traditionally in the playoffs. Like, there is a reason why rotations shrink, and like you are like you know, coaches boil it down to like, okay, who were the who were the five or six guys I could trust? There's a reason for that. It's because the playoffs are a different animal, and guys tighten up, and there are all star level players, star level players, superstar level players, even. Maybe not superstar level players because you're not really a superstar until you do it in the playoffs. But like definitely star level players who like get to the playoffs and they quake to say nothing of role players who get to the playoffs and they kind of quake. So that is why historically in the NBA, when you're trying to figure out who's going to do the best in the playoffs, you look at the top end talent of teams, which is why a team like the Lakers went into the playoffs as the seventh seed. And there were people who were like, I think they can make a run. And guess what? Maybe they can. Um, so with the Knicks, well, with the Cavs, first of all, their top end talent, Donovan Mitchell, we know what he is because he's done it in the playoffs before. Darius Garland seems ready for the bright lights tonight. 
And, you know, I, I got some pushback for saying after or after game one, one of my fears was like, I I wonder if we're going to get a much better version of Evan Mobley going forward. Offensively, it didn't really happen. He only took 11 shots. He made six. He was at 13 points. But man, defensively, did that guy take it to the Knicks? And there was a moment, and, and Benji called it out when it happened. There was a moment when um, Mobley was in the corner and Randall was on him and he drove and he bumped Julius off his spot and converted a nice little jump hook. So that's the Cavs top end talent. Now our top end talent, again, we're going back to this concept of like reflecting the actual level of our team, actual level of our team through 82 games may not be actual level of our team in postseason. I trust Brunson. I trust Randall. Someone else has got to show that they are. And Josh Hart, by the way, Josh Hart, again, it wasn't the sort of game that he could have that big impact, I think, tonight. But like, trust those three guys. Got to have someone else who is going to show, hey, I'm here. I'm a 16 game player. We'll see. Big B. Hey, John, as quickly as play so far, cost him money. Oh, man. I mean, look no further than Jalen Brunson. Um, now, two years ago, uh, when Rick Carlisle essentially benched him in that Clipper series, um, I don't think Brunson in that year, although Brunson did actually, maybe Andrew could look it up. I think he, he definitely got votes for six man of the year that year because he still largely came off the bench. Like, so, but I don't think he was quite as good as quickly this year. But like Brunson had a re- like Brunson's third year, much like this year for quickly Brunson's third year was like his legitimate coming out party. And then that playoffs went so poorly for him and Dallas didn't even offer him the mid-level. Like they didn't offer him like the max extension that could have offered him at that point, which was four for 55 or whatever it was. Uh, th- thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Brunson finished fourth in, in, in six man of the year voting right behind Derek Rose. So like quickly is either going to win it or finish second. So not again, not quite at that level, but Brunson had an amazing third year and his playoffs again, prevented Dallas different financial landscape in the NBA granted, but prevented Dallas from offering him mid-level money. I don't think we're getting to that point with quickly, but if this series keeps going in this way, are the Knicks going to be like, here is a hundred million dollars for the next four years. Uh, I I don't know. So so far, yeah, so far it's I think it's cost them some money. Absolutely. Josh so focused, tired of Mitch doing his best Nerlens impersonation. Subtle, subtle, subtle point in this series, and I'm actually going to write it down because it's so subtle that I might have forgotten to mention it. And I I don't, I'll probably maybe dive a little bit deeper in it. Uh, not tomorrow, but for the next day. But the Knicks, and this was a fear I had before the season, the the offense-defense conundrum with the centers. Because for as much as Mitch does on the offensive boards, even though he didn't do much on the offensive boards tonight, his limitations on offense are very real. Isaiah Hardenstein is just a better offensive player. Now he's bad offensively tonight. Um, or he didn't do much on offensive tonight. Some, somewhere in between those. But like, 
I thought Mitch was dominant on defense and, and Tibbs didn't have him in the game. Why? Because I think Tibbs made the decision like if I'm if I, I need my offense first guy to go in there as opposed to my defense first guy, because Hardenstein, I think Hardenstein, the difference between Hardenstein on offense and Mitch on the gap between Hardenstein on offense and Mitch on offense is bigger than the gap on between Mitch on defense and Hardenstein on defense. And that's not always true, but I think that's the bet that Tibbs was making in this game. At least we'll see if it's a bet that he continues to make going forward. Specifically, the reason it's so relevant in this series is because when you have a defense like Cleveland, that is so good. You can't, it's just, it's so hard to play a four on five on offense. And that is what they are forcing the Knicks to do on some of these possessions with how they are, um, with how Cleveland is forcing them to use Mitchell Robinson because of who they are bringing, like who they are bringing into the play to, to, um, to, you know, to, to, to double Brunson, to, to bring the extra guy by Brunson. It's tough. It's tough. Mitch needs to be better. I don't know what else to say. Mitch needs to be better. Kareem Edwards, APB after IQ. We had no penetration all game. Yep. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, you know, we'll see what they do. Because again, bringing screeners into the action to try to get downhill, the Cavs are like, all right, we're putting two on the ball. What are you going to do with it? Knicks couldn't do anything with it. So, and, it, and shout out to one more thing on that. Shout out to Fred Katz, who wrote before the season, before the series, excuse me, the X factor for the Knicks, the second pass. It's not the first pass out of the trap. That is the important one. It's the second pass. Where is that pass going? And more importantly, how quickly are you making that pass? The Knicks were not making that pass quickly tonight, and they were... They, I mean, it wasn't, it just wasn't yielding any fruit whatsoever. So, yeah, not great. Deadwood 604. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen so many key players on a team just shut down once the playoffs start. Quickly, totally shutting down has taken away a strength. Our bench looks like a weakness now. Um, I, I don't know that I'm going to go that far. I still I still think even after as poorly as some of our players have played in this series, I still think they are the deeper team. But it's like, what is your definition of depth? Because as of right now, the Cavs very clearly have five guys that they are eminently comfortable playing. And like, I know Chetty Osmond didn't have a great game tonight, but like, they feel okay playing Chetty. And 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 here's the nice thing about Cleveland, man. And this is this might be tough. And I I'm just thinking about this now. <laughs> Are six guys enough for Cleveland? And the reason I say that is because with Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, they're interchangeable. Either of them could play point guard. Jared Allen and Ivan Mobley, interchangeable. Either of them could play center. Now, it becomes a little bit difficult when you have specifically Jared Allen out of the game, and then it's just Mobley, and then it's like, so what are you, are you playing Chetty Osmond at the four for when Mobley 
or for when Jared Allen sits. And like, I think, but like, so, if, but if that's your biggest concern for 12 minutes of the game, like, can the Knicks really punish that? I, they weren't able to tonight. Like, might six guys, if you play your top five guys, let's say, if you play your top five guys 40 minutes, where does that leave you? That leaves you, you have to make up, um, let me do some quick math. You have to make up 40 minutes. So that that isn't enough because you're not playing Chetty Osman in 40 minutes. So really, you need a, you do need a seventh guy. You need a seventh guy. And tonight, it was Danny Green. You know, and it's going to be incumbent upon the Knicks to take advantage of those Danny Green minutes and Chetty Osman minutes to the best of their abilities. And uh, and obviously, tonight, they were not able to do so because the Cavs were really smart in how, in how they deployed stuff. And the Knicks were just bad. Sam Garcia with another one. Thank you, Sam. Realistically, what is RJ's value in a trade? Uh, he's neutral salary. I know. You know, some some team will be like, yeah, we'll take a shot. Uh, Stevens Guillaume, I guess crying at your playoff wins. Not the only reason we lost. Couldn't make shots. Glad to bring this series back to New York City. Let's get game three. I like the positivity, Stevens. Thank you. Needed it after this game. Richard, what's going on, Richard? Richard Bourne Vanek, uh, down from the islands. Horrible and depressing performance. No redeeming value. We have to pick ourselves up. We must not lose home court. Well, man, uh, oof. I, I still think this is going seven, which means I think the Knicks are going to, I think the Knicks are going to lose the game at home. Um, I I don't know it, it. Asking the Knicks to win the next two games is a tall order. I'd sign for one myself, but I may be in the minority there. D Zella, what's going on, D? Uh, what in the actual fuck was that game? Randall's a head case and gave up early. Gave up in the second. Uh, I'll get back to that in a second. RJ, my dude, I love you, but dunk some stuff. Uh, be aggressive. Not just to the hoop, but with the finish, embarrassing. Well, so a couple things. One, I don't think Randall gave up. I think Randall certainly made certainly got his head. And I said it a few times during the playback that I was like, "Oh man, this this reminds me a little bit of the Atlanta series." And that was because <clears throat> some of those passes Randall was throwing, and some of his like indecision—not indecision, but his like kind of like. He wasn't he wasn't crisp. He was the opposite of crisp. It's probably putting it very kindly. But the reason he was the opposite of crisp was because he was going down low and just getting nothing. Getting nothing down low. Um so that's why he was like, well, if they're gonna like if this is how the game is gonna be called and they're gonna stymie me down low, then I I gotta I still got to penetrate because I still got to sort of, I still got to, you know, bring the, bring the extra attention and, and, and create the advantage. But then I also need to like kick out and like make the right play. And it's like, you know, it's tough. You're asking a lot of them. That's what stars do. That's they run the offense for a reason. As for RJ, um, I hate to say this newsflash. He doesn't have the athleticism. How many times have we watched RJ try to dunk balls in the course of his career and, and get blocked at the rim? It's not his game. 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.